Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Nancy Lewis. Nancy is the author of a book, Smiling at Strangers, which I think could be a really helpful skill to develop for a lot of reasons. But Nancy is coming to us with an experience of being a self-proclaimed introvert, And she figured out that there are some ways that even from that position, we can reach out and connect with other people. And I think it's a powerful message. Nancy, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much, Dr. Paul. I'm pleased to be here. Nancy, you wrote this book for some important personal reasons. Could you take just a moment and share with us what that journey has been for you? What what has brought you to this point? It's been a very long journey. Um, And (laughs) surprisingly, um, I've learned a whole lot about myself and, and learned some lessons that I think would be valuable to other people, especially to people who are in my age group. Um, I'm 83. I started writing this book in the beginning of my 80th year. Actually, it was three three years ago in January when I started writing this version of the book. But I had been preparing for that for a long time. Um, As you mentioned. Nancy, I've just got to ask you something about this. Yes. Because I hear people come up with reasons, I guess they call them reasons, but I think of them more as excuses Uh (laughs) that they can't do this or they're too old to do that or whatever. You've heard it. Of course. You just shared with us that you started writing this book in your 80th year. This was, yes, this version of the book. I had been working on other things that I felt I wanted to communicate to the world, but Mm -hmm. this book um, started three years ago in the beginning, yes, in my 80th year. Okay. You (laughs) just kind of glossed over that as if it was nothing. But I, I, I want to emphasize that because... Really, for anybody who's listening right now, if you have ever told yourself, oh, I'm too old to start writing, for example, or I'm, you know, whatever those reasons are, thank you, Nancy, for being an example of, you know, let's toss that out the window and do it anyway. In fact, I I was reading in your bio earlier that the publicist sent over. Uh, a phrase that comes from a book written by Dr. Susan Jeffers, feel the fear and do it anyway. And that's what I am doing today. Not just writing the book, <laughs> but today. <laughs> but also being on a podcast, right? Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
Well, I know I interrupted your story, but that just felt so powerful to me that we can we can identify those things, but don't let them become excuses Absolutely. to get in your way. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because although I don't intend to be writing another book, mm-hmm. if I did, the title would be You're Never Too Old to Reinvent Yourself. Yes. And that's exactly what I've done by writing this book. It's it's like a whole new chapter, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, it's a whole new book, <laughs> but a new chapter of life that opens up possibilities to things that you may not have even anticipated before you went down this path. Nancy, I, I interrupted the flow of things there as you were setting us up for why this is so important to you. Why is this so near and dear to your heart? You've learned some things. I have learned some things, and it's, it's come from a place of absolute necessity. Um, in the book, I start by um, telling... Uh, uh, three brief stories Mm -hmm. of what happened to me at the beginning of this period Mm -hmm. um, when I finally decided what it was that I I needed to say. I had written previously um, some material, and I think the first version I called Just Be Kind, and it was too broad. It wasn't focused enough. And when I started exploring um, what I really wanted to communicate, I realized that I needed to talk to other introverts, particularly shy introverts who Mm. do let the fear stop them. And I've been one of those for my entire life. When I got the message, no, it's time to come out of that shell and actually be willing to go first in providing something which is badly needed on this planet, particularly in this country at this time, which is beginning to heal the divisiveness. And that's such a big job. I couldn't begin to even consider that if I left it at that. So Mm -hmm. what I had to start thinking about was, what can I do if I'm willing to take small steps and begin this process, what is it that I can do? And what I realized through these little events that I describe at the beginning of my book is that I can I can make the first overture to strangers and actually connect. Connect yes. because we're two humans and we're scared. We're all scared. How can you not be scared in this world? Even if you put on a good show, it's, we feel so separated from one another and so beholden to our stories about ourselves and about other people. Yeah. I had to challenge that in some way. And the easiest way that I knew how to do that was to begin actually making eye contact with with strangers instead of putting my head down and hiding as I pass them and begin with a smile, just a simple Mm. smile that says, I see you. I acknowledge you. We're here together. I'm okay. You're okay. If we can get that message across to each other in our everyday interactions, 
Mm. That can change the world, but it has to start with us. And overcoming those fears or yes. belief systems. Yes. You, you talked about how we become so beholden to our stories. We, we develop these stories somehow, and then we think that they're true. And they're not necessarily true, but we get tied up in that. And sometimes that can keep us stuck. Absolutely, it does. If we're not willing to change our story, we can't change ourselves. And I talk about that in the book. I have a whole section that talks about the the particular chapter is called Chasing Our Tales, T-A-L-E-S. How we chase our tails like dogs chase their tails. Hmm. We go around and around in circles, chasing our own tails about ourselves and other people that just aren't true. And until we're willing to challenge that, which is what I've done, it's how I've done what I've done. We just keep living the same lives, going nowhere. Running around in circles. I, I, I like that image. And I hadn't thought about the double meaning there of chasing our tails. I love that. Um, It occurred to me as you were sharing this, uh, can I call it an experiment maybe? Sure. You decided, hey, I've, I've got to do something different. It has to start with me. And even though you felt maybe some fear or or resistance toward initiating contact with strangers through smiling. As you were describing this, Nancy, I I pictured the person that you're smiling at and how I would feel if I approached you out in the market or on the street or wherever. Uh And here comes Nancy Lewis, somebody I've never met before. And you look at me, get eye contact and smile at me. I can imagine how that would impact me. But I'm seeing that there's a dual impact here because it, it impacts you as well, the smiler. Absolutely. Can you talk about that for just a minute? What, what's been your experience with that? That was something I did not expect. Yeah. I, it, it, and it, it kind of dawned on me slowly that my self-identification, my story about myself as being a shy introvert Mm. was changing. It was no longer something that I could latch onto as my identity. Oh, I'm just a shy introvert. I can't do that. And that's what we do to each other. Mm. That's what we do to ourselves. We tell ourselves these stories and then our action follows from that. And as soon as you start changing that story, your actions start changing. And it's just an ongoing process. And so over the time, the period of writing this book, the three years during which I wrote it, I started collecting stories as I began to come out of my shell and actually make overtures to other people, being willing to be first, to go first, to break that ice. And because I have um, a background as a, a writer and as a book editor, I did book editing other people's books for 20 years. Mm. Um, I was able to do that. I was able to write up these little vignettes, these little stories. And that's mostly what the book is made up of, is stories. And strangely, 
because of my age and because I am basically an introvert and I don't, I don't belong to a lot of organizations, I don't do a lot out in the world, the stories mostly take place in supermarkets, food stores, um, you know, pharmacies, other places of business, and on the trails, because I live in an area of the Pacific Northwest where we're surrounded by trails, and I'm out on them every day, yes. and other people are. And in the past, I would just put my head down and pass them. And so it started with just raising my head, smiling. Of course, this was before masks, mm-hmm. making eye contact and a simple greeting, just hi, hello, raised hand, acknowledgement, just simple acknowledgement. I see you. That- I'm willing to be seen by you. That's so powerful. And you just mentioned something that triggered some questions for me. And I think as we come back from this break, Nancy, I would like to maybe get into some specific applications of this in our current world where we're facing a global pandemic at the time of this recording. I think you might have some insights about that. All right. Folks, this is Nancy Lewis at Live On Purpose Radio, and we'll be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now, I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me. DrPaulJenkins.com. And we're back. Nancy Lewis joining me today at Live On Purpose Radio with this concept about smiling at strangers. What an interesting, intriguing topic. And, And you brought up something just before the break, Nancy, that caught my attention that I would like to discuss a little further with you because at the time of this recording, we are recording this in December, 2020. And uh, some people listen to these podcasts years later and probably everything has changed since that, but we're in the middle of a global pandemic. COVID-19 has hit this planet hard in 2020. And one of the things that has changed is that in public and and in places where you might encounter strangers, we're often wearing face masks. Yes. And that presents some unique challenges if you want to start smiling at strangers. It does. Talk to us about that. I know you've got some insights. 
One of the things I found, and I discovered this on the trails, because that was one of the places that I was most often making contact with people, with strangers, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And it would begin, as I said, I started small, and this is the way to to do this, is you push your comfort level just to the point where you feel stretched. And and you continue to do that as you become more comfortable. And so as I would raise my hand and I'd say hi as I went past, um, I began making another comment. And often it would involve acknowledging a dog. Someone's walking with the dog and I'd stop and I'd pat the dog and, and it'd be an opportunity for this slight interchange. Or I would um, mention a child, you know, a child would be going past and a a stroller. And that's a good way to get to connect with strangers, obviously. Well, that's not so easy anymore. Mm. Um, Stopping and having these little conversations, which work so well, as long as we were not afraid of each other, keeping Mm. social distancing, staying behind our masks. Now, I have to do it with my voice. And that is absolutely crucial. You can put a smile into your voice. You do it by being energetic, by being authentic, by being genuine, by still having that feeling, I want to connect with you. I want to see you. I want to acknowledge you. And that can be communicated in a voice, regardless of whether you're behind a mask. And so that's what I do now. I just put my attention into every time I see someone on the trail, I greet them in whatever way feels appropriately. And I know this is now this is the part that just kind of freaks me out, where I used to be terrified to do that because I was afraid I'd be rejected. If someone didn't acknowledge my greeting, I would feel rejected. Now that is no longer an issue. It Not even just doesn't it. matter. I've done what I need to do. I've made that connection. I've offered what I have to offer. And that has been huge to me. It's so simple. Yes. Simple and easy aren't the same thing because of our fears and whatnot. Yes. I remember as we were starting our conversation today, you had kind of launched into uh, a topic that was centered around being kind and yes. that morphed into this smiling at strangers, but there's still a kindness element here. Absolutely. And I think you captured that in your subtitle. Thank you for mentioning that. So the subtitle title is smiling at strangers. The subtitle is how one introvert discovered the power of being kind. Kind. And when I came up with that title, and again, it was one of those things that it took a long time to hit on the right title. And when I did, I was thinking of power as more as, as, you know, empowering others by being kind to them, to acknowledge themselves because they've been acknowledged. But what I realized was even more significant was the power that I developed in myself and my own willingness to go out with this message in whatever form it takes 
to get the message out and find other kindness ambassadors who are willing to do this, this one little thing, acknowledge each other. And beyond that, it it, it can go in different places depending on who you are. But that's you know, the basic practice. It really is an act of kindness, isn't it? To yes. acknowledge another human being. The smile is the simplest way to do that. Obviously, with the restraints and restrictions that exist in our world today, we get to rethink that and come up with other ways to do the same thing. We, will, we do and we will. And with the vaccine now and the possibility that next year, however long it takes, we can come out from behind our masks and we can begin to interact with people again the way we could. At the time that I started writing this book, I was concerned about the timing, like how can I put this book out at a time when people are hiding behind masks? Now I'm thinking it's the perfect time. It's perfect. Because we're, we're so desperate for that kind of real contact with people and it's coming and we can be ready. I hope the book will help, help people to do that. Nancy, I'm so glad that you've taken on this project because I think it's tragic that our fears, maybe a fear of rejection or a fear of even being noticed sometimes, keeps us from doing those very simple things that acknowledge the existence of our fellow human beings here on the planet. And it carries such a profound impact. And you were surprised at the power that this introduced, not only uh, to the person that you were gifting this kindness to, but to you Absolutely. as a that kindness. That is powerful. I'm wondering if you have some suggestions for our, for our listeners today about where to start. If they're feeling inspired by this conversation today, mm -hmm. what would you encourage them to do? What steps would they take? Okay, I'll give you one core example. It was one of the first things that I learned how to do, and it was very difficult for me. Mm. I started noticing name tags on service people. Anyone that I interacted with in stores or, or you know, a, a medical appointment, any time that people wear name tags to acknowledge people by name. By name. So in a store, after, you know, our, I finished, checking out or whatever I'm doing. And, you know, you say thanks to the, the server to just look at the name tag and say, you know, thanks, Brian. You know, th thanks, Susan. And do it with a smile in your voice. It doesn't matter whether you're wearing a mask. They get that. Yes. And this to me was, it, it was Best demonstrated when I was leaving a supermarket one day with my load, had a big load of groceries. They were being quietly checked by a young man, probably in his teens, um, while I was chatting with the, the, the checker, mm -hmm. the clerk. Um, and he quietly 
packed my groceries. I took them and I was starting to move away. And as I did, I had noticed his name. I kind of turned over my shoulder and I said, thanks, Cameron. And I heard this voice behind me say, oh, you know my name. (laughs) It was so powerful. And the next time I went to that supermarket, Cameron was bagging someone else and he came and he started bagging my groceries. He remembered that. That is the kind of kindness we can offer one another. You remembered my name. So powerful, so simple. Absolutely. Not easy because of our fears, but our fears. Oh, it took a long time. I I felt I when I started doing that, I felt like it was invasive. It was too personal to use someone's name. And now it feels like I've really missed an opportunity if I don't do that. It's become a rich experience for you as well. Yes. Yes. It makes us somehow more real to each other. And well, yes, we, we identify with our names. Even right. if we say we don't like our names, we love them. I remember asking a, a clerk in a motel once uh, about her name. It's Navia. Uh-huh. I said, that is, that's an unusual name. And she's very proudly said, yes, my mother gave me that name. It means heaven backwards. Is that not wonderful? That's how much we identify with our names. You would have totally missed that if you hadn't. Yes. Taken that. She was so pleased. So pleased that I had asked her. I love it. This has been such a fun conversation for me, Nancy. Me too. (laughs) Written this book, Talking to Strangers. Smiling Um, at Strangers. Oh, excuse me. Smiling at Strangers. Does he... I've already made the adjustment because sometimes your smile can be in a verbal form because of the mask. Don't let the mask stop you. Yes. Smiling as strangers. Where can our listeners connect with, with you or with your book? Where's the best <laughs> to follow Excuse up? Me. Um, well, um, I have a website. It's uh-huh. www.smilingatstrangers.net. Smiling at strangers.net. Net. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, I have a um, um, well, I have information there about how you can find the book, where you can find the book. But it is now available on Amazon, on Barnes and Noble. Um, it is also it's in both print and ebook form. Wonderful. Um, it's on Goodreads, and um, let's see if I can see some other. So, Nancy, have you done the Audible version yet? So we get to hear. No, your- I haven't done the Audible version. <laughs> oh, maybe that should come because much of the book—it's a short book, it's a short read—and most of it is stories. Yeah. Stories about connections I've made with strangers and how I've done that. And how other people can do it. Well, maybe I'll put a little bug in your ear to go voice your book so that we can hear your voice. I, you know how when you read a book, you can kind of hear the author's voice, but you're imagining yes. it until you actually yes. hear it. And of course, our listeners here on the podcast today now know your voice and they'll recognize it immediately. 
Thank you so much, Nancy, for sharing your insights with us today and your experience. You are most welcome, Dr. Paul. I'm so happy to be able to do this. Folks, you've heard it from Nancy Lewis herself. <laughs> and now it's our time to go out there and smile at some strangers. It's time to yes, go Yes, please do. In whatever form that smile takes, and there are many ways to do it. Yeah. Read my book, I'll tell you about all of them. <laughs> Wonderful. It's time to go live on purpose. Mm -hmm.